I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of Making the Cut. We're sounding really professional. Yes, energy, right? <laughs> We've been feeling a bit low and we thought, bang, let's start with a, a, a burst of energy. One, because, as you know, it's been a year since we started this podcast. Oh. And for the last 12 months, we've been searching for, yes, a sponsor. And this week, we have Yay! one. Oh, my God. We've got a sponsor. I mean, admittedly, it's for one episode, but we are so grateful. Yeah. We're so excited, and we know our sponsors. Yes, I mean they're they're we love them. a product that we have recommended yes. many many times, uh, and we've had loads of feedback from loads of you saying how much you really like this product. So it's been a delightful collaboration. Tell them who it is. It's Megan B handbags. Whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> okay, great. We are together. Like in a in a small bubble in in the same room. <laughs> yeah, we're in the same room. We uh, we worked together yesterday. Yeah. Uh, can you tell people what you did yesterday? You can, right? Um, yes, yeah. I did uh, the revelations for the Michelin stars. Um, so the new restaurants that are getting awarded a star. Mm. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say the word revelation, and you're going to go, "That is hilarious." Uh, no, but I... that's what they call it. They call is it. it the revelations of the Michelin stars. So you're, when you're so it's revealing, not the big reveal, it's no, the revelation. It is the... No, oh, and it's like, I think it's... Because it also took me by surprise. Mm. It winded me when I heard that. Did you? I was I, like, what? Revelations? What winded me more was your pronunciation of Michelin. It's Michelin. Yeah, but... We didn't have a discussion about the fact that yes. if we're in England, we should just say things as we would in England. Yes, like but soir. the head of the head yes. of Michelin, he disagreed with you on is that. Is called well, no, he <laughs> he agrees with you. Yeah. So I said, I mean. do I call you Gwendal, mm-hmm. which is what his name is in French? His name is Gwendal Poulnac. What a great name! Yeah. And he said, no, you can call me uh, Gwendal, like everybody. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds so unlike. Gwendal. Appealing, Gwendol. Yeah, what But Gwendal sounds so yeah. nice. Anyway, I was a bit like, I, mm, I hate people yeah. that say the word with the French accent, but I can't help it. Yeah, okay. I, I, mean, I hate myself. I'm not bothered. I just don't ever want to be picked up on the niçoise, niçoise thing. So last night day. I said yeah. Belmont, Manoir aux Quatre Saisons. Mm-hmm. I didn't say Belmont, yeah. Manoir aux Quatre Saisons. Yeah. Because it just isn't right. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's not I right. I totally agree. I mean, I much prefer to say things Frenchy, you know. Yeah. And when I'm in Spain, I say things uh, Spanishy. I can't wait and to hear that. Italy. I, spend, I say things in Italy-ish, you know. <laughs> Scorcho. Scorcho! Uh, very good. So, yeah, we worked together yesterday and uh, we were, you know... We bubbled ourselves. We, we bubbled, uh, so... Let's just leave that. it there. Yeah, let's just leave it let's there. Let's just leave it there. So, uh, Can I just say something yes, very quickly? Yes, of course. I'm on the front page of the Daily Mail today. I mean... I went to the supermarket. I nearly fell off 
fell off my trolley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm off my trolley. I was like, oh my God, I haven't been on the front page of a newspaper. Tell us why. So Somebody wrote something which I thought was quite funny, but she was like, you wrinkly, old, sun-haggard skin shouldn't be wearing a dress like that. Yeah, it's not very demure. It's not very demure. And so I just... On Twitter, this is. Yeah, and I just thought, I'll just send a funny message back, just going, sorry, Sue. Yeah. Um, But have absolutely zero intention of growing old disgracefully. Uh, Growing old gracefully. gracefully. Demure is like... Not for me. Not for me. Mm. And left it at that. But, oh, my God. And then two of my friends messaged me and went, you're trending on Twitter. I said, why? Like, I literally couldn't yes, even no, remember I know. writing it's just a, it. a throwaway tweet. Why? Right? Mm. And she's, they said, oh, because of something you yeah. re- replied to. And, and I thought, oh, no. I know. Well, my first thought was, like, Paul Sue. Yes. Is she taking an absolute... A like, hammering. Hammering. Yeah. Apparently she's deleted her... Uh, Twitter account. Her Twitter account, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised because you imagine 10,000 retweets. But yeah, but I feel terrible. Means. Yeah, no, it I is a shame, isn't to. it? I no, think no, I'm no, going to so... just let people insult me from now on and just get Yes, just let it go. But it was meant to be a joke. That's why I put her name in the reply. Well, I was like, I, I well, your, Sue. Your response was very witty and, oh, and quite kind, really. Yes, good, I mean, it was good. just humorous and yeah, then you did a lot of laughy faces. Her message wasn't kind. No, exactly. No. You killed her with kindness. I did. Yeah. Um, but we do hope you're all right, Sue. Just before we start, a couple of shout-outs. One from David Wilson. He sent me a message this week. David? Um, David Wilson. A man? Yeah, a man. We have a man listener. Listener? I'm wondering whether his wife listens in, oh, okay. over here or not. But oh, I do want to shout, uh, do a shout-out to yes. David. Because he says, great podcast, but can someone please ask Michael to stop spoiling oh, no. the TV shows yeah. and movies he reviews? Uh, one of his worst ones ever today was when he reviewed The Night Stalker and casually mentioned when you get to the last episode, blah, blah, blah. I won't, men- I won't, <laughs> I won't mention it again. And he says, I'm two episodes in, and now that's the last two completely ruined. I don't think they're completely ruined. They, it's they still amazing. are mostly ruined. So great entertainment overall with your top card card, which is a shame to have to fast forward every time. First of all, can I just say yes. a big sorry to David? Because I do have a tendency to do this from time to time. Who, who is the person that pulls you up about it the most? Well, you, I would have Well, thought. me and... I don't know. Who else? Andy. Andy, Andy says, yeah, yeah. And, Andy, like... The, almost the first thing you said to me a year ago was like, Andy always gives me a hard time because I always I spoil everything. I'm yeah. so excited about what I've seen. I know. So I am really sorry, David. I will stop. We are going to review a film after this and I'm barely going to say anything about it. And um, David, yeah. I would like to say that I, I'd like to apologise too because I should pull you up, pull up when I it. can hear. But I do try to, yeah, but yeah. you don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to stop me and I'm on a roll. Saskia, our, our lovely producer and editor, uh, maybe if I do say something that's too much, you could cut it out. Maybe I could leave the responsibility to Saskia. And then Saskia speak. can cut it out and go, I've cut this bit out. This is Saskia. I edit their podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I am sorry, David, but we're very delighted that you listen and we'd love you to stay listening. Please so stay I, listening. I will do my very best to edit my mouth. Yeah. That's really um, funny. Uh, and we'll do uh, one more quick one as well here, which I think this was a good one. Oh, this was from. Cadge oh, Rich 8. Is that... Can we go for that? Yes. Yes. Hi, Michael. My husband and I watched The Equaliser 2 oh. when it was on uh, Channel 4 last weekend. Brilliant. And then I heard you review it on last week's podcast and recommended the first one. So we watched it tonight. We love a Mission Impossible or a Jason Bourne and we're doubtful anything could match. But my goodness, Denzel, Denzel is incredible. He's so good. He's in his 60s as well. It's amazing, isn't it? Both films are awesome. Uh, they don't hold back on the blood and guts. They're probably not ideal for kids younger than 15. But a proper action movie, and that's from Caroline. 
Thank you, Caroline. Yes, I totally agree. If you're stuck for something to watch, Equalizer 1 and 2 is Denzel a belter. Denzel is fabulous, isn't yeah. he? Like, really amazing. Yeah. On the subject of Denzel Washington. Yes. Well, I guess you, you could call this guy a, a new Denzel Washington. That's what we felt when we watched him, oh, right? yes. But it's, it's quite sad. I mean, we... We all were talking about him, Chadwick Boseman, for mm. a while, weren't we, after the film finished and how what an amazing presence he had. So we watched 21 Bridges the other night and when Chadwick Boseman sadly passed away, obviously Instagram was flooded with Chadwick Boseman yes. things and I decided I wouldn't necessarily engage with any of it, really. Mm-hmm. I, wanted, I always want to let the dust settle first mm. and then find out for myself. So yes. I haven't seen... Is it the Black Panther, the Avengers <gasps> movie? I haven't seen that. No, no, that. no, 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 no. What? Uh, arguably... Yeah. Arguably the best Marvel movie. Really? Yes. Okay, so I didn't what? watch that. I haven't seen any of his work before. I didn't really know who he was. And then um, we watched 21 Bridges. I was just blown away, really, by how brilliant he was. Wow. Uh, the film is great overall. So on IMDb, which is kind of disappointing, it gets a 6.6. Now, my general rule is, as you know, is anything under two hours can go under a number seven. And it's a one-hour, 39-minute film. So it's not a, a lengthy one. It gets 6.6, but it's loads better than that. And just to read you a couple of the, reveal, um, the, the reviews that people have written, it says, a solid old-school cop thriller, 8 out of 10. Someone says, not bad, I guess. Uh, a tight action movie, 7 out of 10. Worth spending a few notes to see, 7 out of 10. A good, a really good movie, 9 out of 10. So there are loads of great reviews for this film. So just to give you a little bit of the blurb, An embattled NYPD detective is thrust into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a massive and unexpected conspiracy. Your father died protecting this city. He taught you to follow your conscience in an often cruel world. Stay in 18 years. How many cops? Eight. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. Now, the trailer slightly put me off mm. when I watched the trailer. Why? Um, I just, it just didn't hang together as a serious, edgy movie. It yes. just looked like a bit of fluff. And then the 6.6 rating also put I me know. off on IMDb. But it doesn't deserve 6.6. The one hour 39 sucked me back in. Yeah. I am so glad I watched this film. Yeah, good. I thought it was great. It's and we all loved it from the start. It's like a big whodunit. It's a big guessing game about what's going on. And mm-hmm. um, some a, great acting in it. J.K. Simmons, Sienna Miller, who you couldn't believe it was her because she I looks couldn't. so different, doesn't yeah. she? And I love the fact that she's very raw, no makeup, mm. very kind of Nordic cop. You yeah, know, yes, gone she is. Uber yeah, yeah. rustic, like. Mm. Super messy. She doesn't look like she's got a jot of makeup on. I've just read something from Empire magazine, mm-hmm. and I always think it's quite sad that people's amazing good deeds often get unnoticed until uh, they die. I mm-hmm. don't know if you remember Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. There were so many lovely things that he did. He always mm-hmm. employed a few homeless people on his movies. Yes. That was part of his kind of rider. Mm-hmm. And um, Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller said after he died that on this film, 21 Bridges, she was getting a very, very low um, salary and he felt that she deserved uh, a higher salary than she was getting and he augmented it from his own. Wow, really? 
fighting for his co-star to receive a higher pay packet for joining the production to the extent that he donated part of his own salary to increase her fee. Wow. And she said, I didn't know whether to tell this story or not, but I'm going to tell it because I think it's a testament to the man that he was. It was a very big budget film, and I know that everybody understands about how pay disparity in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. but I had asked for a number and the studio wouldn't go to it. And because I was hesitant to go back to work and my daughter was starting school and it was a bad time, I said, I'll do it if I'm compensated in the right way. And actually, Chadwick ended up donated some of his salary Mm. to get me to the number that I'd asked for. And he said that... Uh, it was what I deserved to be paid. Oh, wow. Well, that is a very, very brilliant thing to do. I love that all behind-the-scenes behind the stories like that. Well, what's that. interesting, great, there they? are many, many stories about um, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. during his kind of uh, life on Earth, and it was way, way too short, but he was just constantly doing amazing things. But he was he got stage four colon cancer in 2016. Okay, Oh, yes. So they must have made this film. This is, it came out in 2019, but they must have shot it in 2017. I yeah, call. so I, I got the feeling that he had lost during the course of this movie quite a substantial amount of weight, yes. it looks like. And at moments, I don't know whether he's just an amazing actor or whether he was suffering, but there were, there were moments where I thought, my God, this, this acting goes beyond acting. Like It looks like he's struggling. But not to act, it was part of... The movie, and it did feel like part of the movie, but I did wonder, mm. or, uh, is this the beginning of your treatment or are you ill? Or Yeah. Well, I, I think to, there's two or three things about the movie that's great. First of all, the confidence that he exudes when he's on screen. Oh, my God. That you amazing. feel like you're in safe hands. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, and that's so important. There's uh, not one bit of you that makes you want to cross your legs. Yeah, yeah. I remember this from watching um, part two of Wall Street. It's called Money Never Sleeps. Mm. And it's uh, Shia LaBeouf's in it and all the rest. And it feels like a slightly wishy-washy film. And then Michael Douglas comes on the screen and you go, oh, I can relax because here's a absolute solid professional to guide this movie along and that's exactly what it was like with 21 bridges as soon as he appears on screen you go oh wow and i'd never seen a film with him in it before so it's not like i'm you know i've got all these preconceived ideas about Mm. him or anything i was just like oh thank god this guy's here to carry this film and then you couldn't help but make references to denzel washington throughout it i don't Mm. think mainly because i'd probably just watched the equalizer the week before and thought where's the next denzel washington and all of a sudden bang here he was you know and you thought god this guy's brilliant i must see more of his films and then you think oh no like there's hardly any to see no so i will do the back catalogue of his movies because after this one i've just i'd love to do that with you yeah well great i definitely want to do the black panther so um (gasps) I yes, definitely, well, it's definitely after, we're definitely going to do that. Can and, I just quickly ask yes. you, you just touched on Wall Street, the second one, yes. Shia LaBeouf. Is it worth watching? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Money Never Sleeps. So Michael Douglas has been released from prison um, and he's now really not got any money. And his son that he's had while he's been in prison is, is grown up to be Shia LaBeouf. I mean... Not the actor, obviously. Um, um, uh, is Wall Street one good one for me and Chester to watch? <laughs> well, I think it's a fascinating movie about the 80s. Has it stood the test of time? Yes, I would definitely say okay, so. I'm I mean, it won that. an Oscar. and It um, won an Oscar? Yeah, Michael Douglas won an Oscar for Wall Street. Did he really? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I mean, we could look it up. But yeah, I'm sure that's... Uh, that's yeah, you have a quick wow. look at that. But the other thing about Money Never Sleeps yeah. is the soundtrack. It's oh, yeah. done by uh, Daniel Lanois and who's the guy from Talking Heads? Um, David Byrne. David Byrne. And Brian Eno. I oh, mean, it's, wow. 
outrageously what, good. What, the second one? Yes, Money wow. Never Sleeps it is. And there isn't a bad song on this record. They're all sung by David Byrne and they're all composed, I think it's by Brian Eno. And it's superb. It's like listening to a talking Head Best album. Best actor, 1988 for Wall Street. Yeah, Foods for Wimps. Wow, Foods for Wimps. Yes. And of course, it's Charlie Sheen. It's yes. a brilliant film. I'm so glad you reminded me of, of it. But the second one is great. And it's largely a kind of metaphor for, for the 2008 collapse of the, uh, the banking system in America. So there's, there's lessons in there while it, within the story itself. Of course, Shia LaBeouf's had a bit of a controversial oh, story come out about him where... <laughs> yeah, um, he's been a bit abusive or whatever. He has, is. yeah. Good and it, it actually, unfortunately for me, slightly ruins. Oh, I've no, always tricky, really admired him. Me and too. I, I don't know... I how I can kind of come back from that. Mm. So anyway. Um, but yes, uh, go and watch 21 Bridges and anything else he's done, I think. Yeah. And Money Never Sleeps now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good, okay, that's that. Uh, no spoilers in there, I don't No think, spoilers, anyway. David. Yeah, yeah, you'll pretty, be pleased pretty, about that. Pretty uh, clean. I want to talk to you about mm. a Twitter account for readers. So I love this woman. I did a show called 24 Hours... Like live in A and E. Yes, it wasn't twenty four hours in A and E though, was it? it was no, sorry, live not, in A&E It was live in A and E, and I was actually there for three days. Yes. But I was there like literally living and breathing A and E. I was doing twelve hour shifts. Um, I did a night shift. It was yeah. I got my TV programs mixed up there. That's very menopausal of me. But anyway, <laughs> thanks A and E live, and it had never been done before. I don't think live from the A and E department, and I had an amazing time. But one of the most brilliant moments that I had. I shared an extremely emotional and sort of harrowing shift with this a brilliant woman called Jules Swain. Mm-hmm. And she's a paramedic. <gasps> I remember. Do you? Yeah, you introduced me to Jules. And she gave you a book. Yes, yeah, she did. You've, I've got that book. Yeah, and I've, rec- I've recommended that, yes, that book on, on this, this podcast. podcast. Yeah. And you know when, like, sometimes in my work, mm-hmm. I meet, I meet a lot of people and mm. over the last 30 years in television, I mean, before that I'd met a lot of people, but in the last 30 years in television, I can't tell you how many people I've met. But some of them really stay with you and some of them you stay in touch with and some of them can be quite random. But this paramedic, Jules, firstly, we shared an incredible moment, but secondly, she's just so interesting and she's a complete bookworm and she comes up with the best book recommendations we went out on this shift together in, in the ambulance and she, she told me a lot about what it's like as mm-hmm. a uh, paramedic um, in Leeds and uh, how tough it is sometimes. And we went to all different types of call-outs. We went to an old lady that had fallen out of her chair and just watching Jules working and how compassionate she, compassionate she was and how kind she was really, really hit home at the, the tough work that they do, mm-hmm. frontline. And not just in terms of helping people get to hospital but a lot more than that a lot of the time they're doing actual social work you know they are getting in touch with various different organizations this old lady obviously needed more care than she was getting she wasn't getting enough Mm -hmm. care the fact that she had lots of fall risks so they didn't take her to hospital in the end they got her back in her chair but they did make sure that she had the help in place going forward and that was on jewels yeah you know so it's huge Mm -hmm. anyway we ended up going to a pub call out and a guy was really, really out of it. And um, we gave him a lift back to the hospital and he was suicidal, I would say. And me and her talked to him mm-hmm. in the back of the 
ambulance all the way back to the hospital. I doubt very much whether he will remember mm-hmm. me even being there. But it was a very moving moment for me. I really tried to plant a seed in his head about getting clean and what it looks like. I shared a bit about, you know, like the fact that I was in a very bad place and that he's not the only person that's ever been in a bad place and that look look mm-hmm. where I am. And if you'd, you know, I was him 24, um, I was him 30 years ago. Yes. And yeah. look, yeah, know, yeah. life can change mm-hmm. and it's a decision. And if you make that decision, mm-hmm. you know, your life could look very different, but it's on you. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had a finite amount of time to get through and then he'd be gone and I'd probably never see him again. And afterwards, Jules and I, well, I had a big cry and she was really nice. And then I talked about what's it like as a paramedic to leave somebody that's been in the back of your ambulance and you never see it resolved. Are they okay? What happens to them? Where do they go? Mm -hmm. Like, do they make it? You just have to go on and get the next person and get yeah, them to yeah. hospital. You have to let go, so basically, got, of everything, don't you? got to let go. Yes, I mean, yeah. it makes me quite emotional talking mm-hmm. about it. It was one of the most emotionally fueled nights I've ever spent, and mm-hmm. I spent it with her. And presumably she has to remain largely unemotional. She has to remain yeah. largely, but she's not an unemotional person. Yeah. Anyway, she wrote me a little message in this book that she gave me, mm-hmm. and it was a very heartfelt message, and she told me something, and I was like incredibly touched that she shared something with me anyway followed her on twitter she lives in yorkshire i live down here Mm -hmm. you know we never see each other but we message quite a lot but she recommends books now i mean she is the most amazing woman but on twitter she's got twelve (laughs) thousand followers (laughs) and she's got twelve thousand followers because of her absolute unbelievable passion for literature it's so beautiful Mm. and she gives constant kind of best of lists what to read lockdown books she's always recommending things and i wanted to quickly talk about the book that i've just started which Mm -hmm. is hamnet by maggie o'farrell okay yes and um, i read about it very quickly on her on her Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And if you are ever wondering or looking for something to read, just follow her. Uh, and is this on Instagram? Uh, no, Twitter? it's on Twitter. It's on I Twitter. follow her on Twitter. It is interesting because what people like, I've realised on Twitter and Instagram, is information. Yeah. They want to learn something. Totally. So there's no point just posting pictures of your tea if you're trying to grow an audience. No. Right? What you want to do is give some, is teach somebody something, yeah. either about themselves or about the world or and about a thing not, or a book or a... Yeah. If it's not real mm. and it, and it isn't authentic, and I hate that word because yeah. it's such a sort of overused word at the moment, but if if you don't absolutely follow it and feel it with all of your heart, mm-hmm. then people aren't going to believe it. But yeah. she is obsessed with books. Yeah. Obsessed. Now, her um, Twitter account is Jules Buddle, J-U-L-E-S-B-U-D-D-L-E. And um, I love her bio. Mm-hmm. It says, hashtag paramedic, fuse her own, proud Yorkshire lass, Bookworm, marathon runner, nice Jim Bunny. Oh, she's just showing off. Um, and she's uh, obviously from Wakefield, so I'm sorry about that. She's ah, from Yorkshire. Michael, Yorkshire. But... <laughs> the gravy's no good. But there. anyway, she's really worth a follow, and I'm Great. really, really enjoying Hamnet. So if anybody wants to uh, try a book, um, mm-hmm. uh, Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Great. Yeah, give it. Um, a it's funny because it reminds me a bit of that Ali Plum, the film review guy from Radio One on Instagram. His account, and we've talked about it in the past, but each week he just says like top five films available on TV for free this week, or best Steven Spielberg films, or whatever. And you just go on his Instagram page and think, oh yeah, God, I haven't seen that or watched that. 
But it's so nice having access to information like that, isn't it? Is um, he just Ali Plum? I think on, he's um... just called Ali Plum, yeah, on Instagram. And he's the Radio 1 uh, film critic. He's really good to follow, isn't he? Yeah, so he's great. He's got movies covered and Jules has got books, books covered. covered yeah. Great. So now I'd like to uh, tell you all about Meg and B. So Meg and B, I discovered because a friend of Holly's called Millie, you know Millie. I do. I saw her wearing a bag and I was like, oh my goodness, Millie, how come you've got a Gucci bag? And actually on closer examination, it, it wasn't a Gucci mm. bag. But it was just so classy and stylish. How old is Millie? Just Millie so was then um, mm-hmm. 18. Okay. 17 or 18. And she just looked really cool in yeah. it. Millie always wears the best accessories. Okay. So I'm always saying to her, where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that? <laughs> and this bag is so beautiful. So I was like, oh my God, where's it from? And she said, oh, it's this amazing new site. It's called Megan B. You should go and check it out. So I went online and looked... And I literally went mad. I bought six bags straight off the bat <laughs> because they were doing something completely unique. Mm-hmm. And Meg and B are two friends. They started their business in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. I love entrepreneurial mates yes. who kick off businesses from their kitchen table. Mm. And it has grown and grown and grown. And the very clever thing about them is that they make a bag that you can customise to yourself and you've seen me do it a thousand times like oh my goodness I said what are you doing in there he said I'm just choosing which strap I'm going to put on my handbag oh my god almighty so what Megan V have been very clever with it's not just straps now it's yeah. like you can choose the tassel what colour tassel you want mm-hmm. you can choose little ornaments for your bags there's like little girls and little boys so I've got two girls and boys so I've got that on my bag ah, okay. and my jingle jangle wherever I go so you're never going to lose me no no I can always hear you jingle jangle <laughs> on uh, the tassels you know what I call the tassel a fringe oh yeah you see what I did there yeah, I did I do like a tassel don't I like trim a little... my fringe okay yeah, there's a, joke, um, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I won't crack it. So the other thing that I've been really excited about for mm-hmm. Megan B is that they've kind of expanded. So when I first went shopping on their site, they had... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Lots of beautiful, different coloured, plain bags mm-hmm. um, for sale. And the clever thing, as you said, the multiple different coloured straps. So every bag comes with a plain leather strap that matches the colour of the bag. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you can buy the different coloured straps that will go with several different bags. So I've got one strap, which is a rainbow strap. And that goes with four of my bags because yes. the colour... It's like an LGBTQ yes. strap. I know, right? it's amazing. Yes, I love it. 
Well, and I've that, got oh, a go sparkly on. one. Yes. Oh. Well, what I love about these straps really is yeah. that they look like guitar straps, like you would have them on a Fender oh, yeah. Strat or, um, yes. you know, on a Les Paul Gibson or something like that. I always look at them and think, what a brilliant guitar strap that would make. But I think that's why I'm, the bags look so cool. Yes. They've got this element of rock and roll about them. And also they? there's a feeling of uniqueness. You you just feel like the way that you combine your bag, nobody else might be doing. Yes, it's so, completely unique to you. Yes. Yeah. And I really like that aspect to it. Mm. Anyway, they've got um, five different types of bag. They've got the classic, which is the one that I saw, which is kind of like a an over-the-shoulder, probably the size of a mini iPad. Yeah. Quite small. And then you've got a major kit, which is the same type of bag, except a bit larger. Mm-hmm. And then the limited one is... It's patterned, so all of the bags are plain leather, really nice quality, lined, but there's a limited kit, kit patterned one. Then there's the mini kit, which you can wear four ways, which I love because it's a bum bag. Like, mm-hmm. you can wear it around your waist. It's so cool. And then you've got the maxi kit tote, which I was particularly excited about because it's a bigger bag. It's the kind of bag that you would take on a plane. Do you remember those planes? What? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the kind of bag that you could take uh, to a business meeting. Do you remember those? <laughs> um, but it's just a really useful bigger bag. Yeah. And they are really, really it's nice. It's quite funny that they've only been around since 2018. I feel like you've carried a Megan B handbag around Forever. for the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah and like... they are on Long Lost Family every week if you want <laughs> yeah. to see. Well, look, I, I go on to the Making the Cut Instagram page on a daily basis and just flip through the messages. The amount of messages that come through asking, where did Davina get that? handbag from on the long lost family <laughs> it's weird yeah i mean it's just there's hundreds and hundreds of them i'm like and just megan b megan b megan b quickly to tell you about mm. pricing um so straps come from sort of 30 to 35 pounds mm-hmm. the extra stripy straps and things and the bags a classic kit bag would start off at around 115 pounds for the plain leather bags and then they've also brought out a new suede bag, which you really liked. I saw the suede bag yeah. on their Instagram page. Oh, my 113. God. Look how many different colours of suede they've got. I love suede. So, so cool. And they've got the larger bags come in at around £150 mm. for a bag. And then the mini kit, which I love, 125 You can wear it four ways, people. And then the maxi kit tote. Um, start at 225 Wow. So very, very classic, expensive-looking bags. At a good at price. good prices. I mean, I know when we talked about these in the past, just as a general recommendation, the amount of people that bought them for Christmas and the amount of oh. men that got in touch with me to find out, how, you know, what the name of the handbag was because their wife kept going on about it. And um, what I like is you, then you can buy a, a strap as an extra present. Yes. At another time, you know. Yeah. Oh, let's get another Megan B strap for that. Send us your pictures if you've bought a Megan B yeah. bag and we'll repost them on our stories uh, this week. Um, now, we have got a discount code to give you. Yes, I'm so excited It's great, that. right? So it's making the cut, all one word, and a number 15 at the end. Making the cut 15, all uppercase, will give you a 15% discount on any order from the Megan B website, which is meganb.co.uk. So, uh, a while back, a time to rhyme. Uh, oh yes, and I said I'd read it out. It's it's a long poem. So I, I did warn gonna, you. Yeah, you did. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a go, right? Okay. So this was written by an Instagram account called Time for underscore a rhyme. Time for a rhyme. So they said they would write as a poem, and they have done. Um, do you want to hear it? I do. Okay. Oh my god, it's epic. It is quite. I epic, love isn't it. it? Okay, it says, Michael and Davina, what can I say? Thank you for brightening everyone's day. There is an amazing podcast called Making the Cut. 
They review all sorts from air fries, condiments, and even a tasty nut. I think that'll be you. Um, it's made by lovely Michael and stunning Davina. He's such a gent and her smile. Have you seen her? Uh, he loves his green jumpers. She loves yeah. her fitness. Uh, they love Stoke sauces and chili cheese. I'm a witness. He's a mod who loves a documentary. She's the best teenage mother of the century. <laughs> he loves a chit. She loves a chit. <laughs> she loves a shit. <laughs> yeah. He loves a chip. She loves a healthy snack. They love to find podcasts and love a life hack. It's beautiful to listen to their wonderful friendship. Eating thrice cooked chips and Stokes ketchup, then they dip. They love art and history and quirky little things. They will review anything that makes their heart sing. Michael is such an amazing hairstylist, thank you, and will give you great brands to put on your buy list. Uh, Davina is spectacular, a true pro presenter, and she does charity challenges left, <laughs> right, and centre. She loves Ravita. He's friends with Dawn French. They both love hair and a weighted vest and a fitness bench. <laughs> She looks so amazing lately in The Masked Singer. Her hairstyles are breathtaking. She's onto a winner. He loves his swift sofa. Uh, he's really impressed and he loves nice shoes to wear when he gets dressed. I do love shoes. It's all about shoes, quite frankly. Uh, she loves Disney Yay. and Garnier for hair and I love the compliments and kindness they share. He loves his Apple Watch and Paul Weller. They both love to find a small businesses and independent seller. Uh, they love their Xylus, Steve Coogan, Tim Minchin, and lots of gadgets you can use in your kitchen. They love a jigsaw and a kitchen disco lights Yay, and have yeah. fun with their families on those cold lockdown nights. I could carry on. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much to say. I could listen to the calming voices talk all day. Brilliant for recommendations. Sorry, there's kids in the background there. Brilliant for recommendations on mental health because as we know even more, now health is wealth. Listen to them on the Entail app and calm your mind when you're in a flap. I love listening to you guys with your shiny great hair, but most of all uh, comes across is you care. So thank you for giving us yourselves and your time and making the cut podcast. It really does shine. Wow. I mean, Aww. that was a, you could have, you should have done that really. You're the auto cue uh, wizard. Well, uh, I thought I've that was amazing. Bumbled and stumbled around. No, you didn't. Uh, it's a very good piece of poetry, that. Uh, that thank you very so much. That was so lovely. Do you know what's really nice about it? Mm -hmm. Is that they've clearly listened to every single episode we've ever <laughs> well, done. I think that's why I wanted to read it all out, because it's like a recap of all the things we've talked about. I mean, I haven't talked about Paul Weller that much, so that is, uh, that is really clued in. Um, um, hang on a minute. Yeah. You I have. Have I? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. What can I say? What? Um... <laughs> Thanks very much for time for Ryan. Uh, but can that I say, great. Yes. Paul Weller deserves to be talked about a lot. Yes, he, he does He doesn't really, get doesn't talked he? about enough. Yeah. You've converted me. Um, I found his concert recently from the Royal Festival Hall as I was uh, driving to a job. And uh, there's... Uh, what, there's, uh, uh, Envision on uh, no, YouTube? No, it's just or? on uh, Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. It's called yeah. Live at the Royal Festival Hall. And it's from about 2017, I think, so it's... But there's a song on there called Private Hell, and Private Hell was a jam song that he wrote when he was a young lad about kind of middle-aged women trapped at home while their husbands are out working. Mm. And it's a really bloody good song because it kind of bites down on all sorts of themes that a young person wouldn't necessarily recognise, I yeah. don't think. So have a little listen to that. If you, if you like lyrics and stuff that doesn't necessarily rhyme but really gives you an insight into the mind of the writer, it's called Private Hell. The jam version of it's quite kind of punky, but this one's kind of acoustic-y and it's about a woman being trapped in her own kind of private hell. Anyway, that just came to me as, uh, as we were talking there. 
So I stumbled across somebody. Um, I've got a Facebook Making the Cut page. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lulu McGuinness posted a... Uh, she knows we love um, jigsaws. Yeah. And she posted a jigsaw which just looked so amazing. She's extremely good at interiors, Lulu. Yes, she is. Yeah. And she's got a very creative eye. Mm-hmm. And these jigsaws are basically a work of art. Now, you know the way that my mum, Gabby, took the Grayson Perry silk scarf that you could buy from his ex- yeah. exhibition at the Tate? Yeah. And she framed it and turned it into a work of art. Mm-hmm. So something that she bought for a few quid then framed really nicely then suddenly became something that looked really it's fantastic it's really nice yeah, yeah, yeah. so what a great idea to take this type of jigsaw mm. get it finished stick it down and frame it mm-hmm. because it is a work of art and it's by jonathan adler now the website is jonathanadler.com he's 54 years old he is american he first discovered pottery when he was 12 years old and it's been a theme of his, but he then went on to become an interior decorator. His website is a thing of beauty. It is so nice, but it is so expensive. Unfortunately, I always slightly enjoy the slightly expensive um, things in life. But it is, as I said, uk.jonathanadler.com. And it's kind of modern furniture and home decor. And he does things like... Um, cushions and here you can shop art on there oh yeah some nice do, stuff do you know there, what i mean it? it's yeah. quite an interesting so beaded he does he uses really interesting beaded wall art beaded yeah what so i mean look at the price tag oh Ooh. it's quite hefty Ooh. yeah but when it, it it's actually it's 3d it's beads it's oh, ma- it? made from beads but i'm what we're looking at here on hammer the website beads. hammer beads <laughs> not hammer beads no <laughs> But um, we're looking at sets of lips and mouths mm. and they're beaded and... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some really nice They're quite stuff. big pictures. I hope so. And, like, but they are a hefty price tag, £1,250 for the beaded. But look at the... Can you see? Yeah, I can. Lovely texture on them. A really yeah, nice yeah. texture. Anyway, he makes, for a much cheaper <laughs> amount of money, but he makes... He also makes jigsaws. Oh, so you could mm. take the jigsaw, do it. There's mm-hmm. um, ones for 750 pieces and 1,000 pieces and frame it. And it would look really nice. Um, it's a piece of Jonathan Adler art. Yeah. But in the form of a jigsaw. I was hoping you were going to do that with that one, with that jigsaw I got you for Christmas. Oh, yeah. With the dog. Yes. Yeah, that, I de- yeah definitely. We should do that and, uh, and then frame that. But yeah, I love the idea that you make your own piece of... Yes. Art, right? I and mean, obviously these it. are expensive, but the Jonathan, the Jonathan Adler site's got lots of different types of things on. Mm-hmm. It does lighting, but, does it? Click but on lighting. Any, but look anybody look that light. fancies something a little bit different, a little bit creative, mm-hmm. his lighting's actually very nice. But again, you know, Mega there's expensive. nothing cheap okay. yeah. about anything that's on here. It's in the hundreds anyway. But they're striking. I mean... Yes, Everything that he does is very mm-hmm. individual. You're probably not going to see it in many places. But I think he's brilliant. Uh, and it's uk.jonathanadler.com. Yes. Or is it, yeah. Great. Um, I love a bit of art. Oh, God, I love a bit of art. Yeah, and I love... Beat, um, Sticking I, bits on the wall. I just love bits of furniture or bits of art that other people might not have. Yeah. 
you know, because there are so many sites that everybody goes to and you think, oh, I know exactly where that's from or mm. I know exactly where uh, that's Yes, from. I know. Graham and, and Green, did, we did a, a bit of that. You could pick a Graham and Green thing out anywhere, you know, a yeah. couple of years ago. So my car was broken into this week. That really upset me. Oh, it's a bloody nightmare, isn't it? Do you feel like you've been violated? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. What's you, weird... You've got footage. I've got footage. So the house across the road from me has got CCTV, so it watched people, came down our street. Basically, I left my car unlocked. Uh, oh, so no. Just rookie mistake. It. Total rookie mistake. But I didn't assume people were down my little cul-de-sac, kind of rooting through people's cars. Also, I think probably but, a lot of people leave their cars unlocked mm. just because they forget, you know. Oh, you're yeah. Out, and you're taking loads of stuff out. You're always taking things in and out of your car. The reason I'm saying this really is, as a, as a warning, is that there seemed to be a group of about six guys that swooped down the street, according to the CCTV, and essentially just check all the car doors. Anyone's got left theirs open. They just go in and take anything that's there that might be of some value. So they took my coat, which was of some value, because I like that coat and it's freezing cold. They took my son's school bus pass, uh, which is of no value to them at all. But it but... was in an envelope, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. felt like a credit card. Um, and then they took a couple of other things, but I bought my eldest son some DJ decks for Christmas, and they oh, took his DJ decks. No! Oh, no! And that was a heartbreaker. Gutted. So I felt pretty responsible of that, because I should have locked the car. And then you could argue that you shouldn't have left them in the car, but I... I couldn't. I still had to carry the burden of that. So I've done some research on some new DJ decks, uh, which are better can than I the just, old ones. Can I just say to our listeners, yeah. Michael did a thing with his hands there that was really funny. I did When he went DJ decks, he tried to pull some sort of gang sign hand signal. <laughs> the corrupt um, FM hand yeah, signal it is. Yeah, <laughs> corrupt FM hand signal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, I've done some uh, some research on these, and apparently these are the go-to beginners dj decks. oh really yeah so the other ones we bought were about 60 pounds yes they were good and they got him moving but yes. actually i said look I, i'm gonna buy you a new set of dj decks because i'm slightly broken hearted that this has happened to you and yeah he, and also he loved he, them. i was just gonna say that was like a really amazing <sighs> yeah. present for him to get and he, and he, he was always djing with yeah them and mixing stuff yeah and he was really good so they're called pioneer dj 200 smart dj controllers now, they're £159 on Amazon, but there are loads of second-hand ones on eBay at the moment. Are there? Yeah, and there's four sets on eBay at the moment that were bought as Christmas presents, unboxed, but never been used, and I got a set for £100 <gasps> for Sunny. You've got to be kidding no, me. So Pioneer DJ 200 smart DJ controllers. And they plug into your computer, and then they manage music from your computer. So if you fancy being a little budding DJ, you want some decks for your kitchen... These are the ones to go for. Now, the, the, or I'm told these are the ones to go for. What I'm going to do is have a little play with them. They arrive this weekend. I'm going to have a little... Yeah. Uh, and then I'll do a little review Sorry. Can you see that? Yeah? I'm not joking. That's actually quite good. Yeah, well, I was a breakdancer. I mean, you know, we used to do all that down the mic. You know, <laughs> to, to emulate scratching because we didn't, we couldn't scratch. Um, anyway, yeah, I think these look great, and they're not a kid's toy. This, by the way, no, this no, is no. Quite these are proper. Kit. Yeah. Wait, um, I'm just looking at mm. like your saved items for later. Yeah. Henry the Hoover. It's a mini Henry the Hoover for your desktops. It's sheepskin leather gloves. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then uh, computer stuff for Joel. He, and oh. He's endlessly building a computer. God. 
So, uh, yes, I just wanted to mention the DJ decks. And obviously, I want some sympathy for my car being broken into. No, it's terrible. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Watch out for that, folks. Just leaving your car unlocked. There seems to be gangs of people just checking cars because the whole of the area was done of St. Michael's Village, where I live. They're just chances, really. I'd quite like to tell you about the Bureau. Yes, because I like a desk and I like things to do. I like writing. No, the TV programme. What? There's a TV programme called the Bureau. How do you find watching TV programmes with subtitles? Uh, Yeah, I love it. I find it better, yeah. Because I am watching the Bureau on Amazon Prime. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it is five years old, so it started in 2015. Okay. And there are 50 episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's starring um, an actor called Mathieu Kasovic. And it's all in French. He plays a character called Malotru. And the story is he returns home. I can't say it in English. <laughs> I, because if I say it in English, I, it says... I'm not laughing at you. Malotru. I, I like it. Like, it enhances the whole thing. I'm jealous of the fact that I couldn't do that. Like, it would just sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth, that kind of thing. So he plays... Well done. I can't say it. Say it. Who does he play? Melotru. 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 You've overdone it. God, that sounded, <laughs> sounded Welsh. Okay, yeah. So uh, Melotru... I've got to say it like that now. Mm-hmm. Returns home after six years in Syria. The point is, he was deep undercover. And obviously, if you've been somewhere for six years and you were deep undercover, you you leave behind a whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, interestingly, he talks about how you pull out of somewhere like that. You change your email address. You keep your old email address, but only reply to your friends. Yes. One every five emails, mm-hmm. and then one every ten emails, and sort of just slowly withdraw yeah. yourself. And I then love they, the sound of this already. Yeah, then they like, forget about you. Yeah. But obviously there is a person mm-hmm. that he've had feelings about and thus the problem happens. Okay. And really the main story is a colleague of his goes missing in Algeria before he retires, um, is in charge of trying to help get him back. Okay. And it is, I'm in. I'm in deep. Uh, yeah, well, you um, called me the other night and said, I can't watch in the bureau. I, I mean, can't get out of it. three episodes in one, in one hit. Um, you're in deep. I'm how, in How are deep. you going to slowly pull out of it? Uh, I'm going to just email the bureau emails. once yeah. every five <laughs> emails. Incredible. And the interesting thing is, Mathieu Kasovic was in Amelie, um, ah. The Fifth Element and La Haine. I mean, he's big. I think I know who you mean. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really good actor. Mm-hmm. And um, How many episodes are you in? Definitely worth a watch. Five. Really enjoying it. And how many series? Um, I think there's five. Wow, and how many yeah, episodes and then, series, uh, yeah. I think it must be ten, because there's 50 eps. <gasps> wow. God, yeah. that's something to really get to your really teeth into. To really get your into. teeth into. The latest one has just come out, and everybody's super-duper excited about it. Okay. Mm. Oh, great. So there's mm. a new one out mm. now. Mm. Okay, great. That's the thing to watch for, isn't it? If you're going to start something, is to see if it's still on running, and yeah, if it is, it's still quite going. worth it. You know it's good, as I well, have, if it's still going. I've just done episode 12, season four of Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Uh, no spoilers, obviously, people, but... Blimey, O'Reilly. I knew even what was coming. I mean, I'd spoiled it for myself, I know, but wow, what an episode. It's so good. Oh, and quickly. I can't believe it, yeah. I just wanted to tell you that I bumped into somebody the other day. Mm -hmm. They said, oh my God, I'm listening to your podcast now. I said, what? And she went, like, now? I said, oh, wow, that's amazing. She said, I mean, this is a friend of mine. I said, God, thank you so much. And she said, I love it. And she went... I love Michael. And I said, I know he is amazing, isn't he? And she said, 
Um, he's like Wikipedia, but with soul. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, he knows absolutely everything mm. about everything. I said, oh, my God, he is Wikipedia with soul. <laughs> and I just suddenly oh. thought I enjoyed it so much when you told us a little bit about Great Thinkers the other day, the book that you got mm. from School of Life for, from Andy, your yes. best friend. And... Um, you've been reading some great bits of that to me over the phone over the past few weeks. Mm. And I was just wondering if you could tell me what bit you read recently oh, the and ca- yeah. what, what it's about. The Karl Marx stuff. Yes. My God, it was amazing, wasn't it? So yes. I always hear this term being banded around like a neo-Marxist or um, you know somebody who is a Marxist. And I've never fully understood what that meant. Me I, I knew about Karl's, Karl Marx, obviously. I didn't. Can and, I just... Yeah, how yeah. ashamed I am that I didn't no, know but, who Karl Marx was. And I always have spent my whole life pretending to mm, know who Karl Marx was. Yes, uh, and I had a, a rough idea that he was the kind of cornerstone of communism, really. And uh, a lot of the communist ideas came out of Karl Marx. But that's not really that true, actually. And I didn't realise how kind of insignificant he was when he was alive. I think there was only 12 people that went to his funeral. No. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have that many friends and he wasn't particularly celebrated mm. while he was alive. He died in the late 1800s. But his work continued to gather momentum, really, and then became a kind of basis for communism. But mm. communism was not, it didn't appear to be his idea, although he had ideas based in, the, in this thing that you should celebrate unemployment. This was one of the most amazing bits of the book, was that he said, you know, we're always putting unemployment down, but actually we should be celebrating the idea that we create a world where you can generate stuff that you need, like food. You barely need any farmers these days to produce the sheer amount of food that we produce. Cars are generally built by robots. You don't need a huge amount of people to do that. Like there's enough uh, um, industry going on to provide every, everybody with everything they need without most people having to go to work. And he said, he was saying that that should be celebrated as, a, as an achievement. But of course, we're all obsessed with needing to work, wanting to work and a desire to work and actually but, unemployment being frowned upon. Now, I don't agree with Marx yeah, at yeah. all on any of these things. I mean, but, it's interesting because that's so flawed because everything that everybody's telling us now that is in order for us to all be happy, we have to have purpose. Yes. And if you're unemployed and you're just living a mm. a life of luxury, not luxury, but enjoyment fishing, yeah. then... You know, maybe you don't have a purpose to get up and put food on your table. And Yeah, well, his idea is the capitalist system that we're all trapped in is driving us forward in this way that if we're not working, we're not happy. But his ideas were if you could get rid of the whole capitalist structure and restructure society in a completely different way, mm. where people could concentrate on what their own desires were. And it could be, like you said, fishing or hunting or reading or... Mm spending time on philosophy and stuff like that, that we'd mm. all be much, much happier. And of course, when you read it, it just sounds like the... It the sounds best thing ever. Like the best thing ever, yeah. a, t- a total utopia, which is why it's so nice for young people when they read it to think, yeah, well, why can't we strive for a world like this? So a lot of Marxists are very young and then they gradually mm. grow out of it because they realise that... It's been tried can't. and tried and tried and it never well, so, quite ends yeah. up being the perfect utopia that... But, that that book is it's brilliant. A, but it's, it's been only, such an education. Yeah, it's only eight pages on Marx, so it's not a detailed description of Marx's life. But there's enough in it to so you could get a handle on a handle on what he did. I had no idea. I assumed he was some kind of Russian president or prime minister yep. or something like that. Or, or 
But it turns out it wasn't any of those things. He was quite an insignificant figure. I mean, it'd be interesting if you could bring him back now to see what he did to the 20th century mm. and his ideas and how they were picked on. Anyway, great thinkers. Boom! It's blowing my brains. Every night I read, I read another section on it and it's superb. Well, good. And mm. I, I love it when you dip in and you tell mm. us all about it. So thank you. One last thing to mention, which was season two of Back. We, uh, you remember Back? Yes, yes, Mitchell you were going to talk about that. So uh, we watched season one, which is all on 4OD at the moment, which I thought was fantastic. And season two started last Thursday. Me and the kids have watched the first two episodes of it. They've and? released it as of six. So you can watch all six back and? to back. It's great. Oh, great. Again, the writing's brilliant. It's perfect for Mitchell and Webb. And to see them back on the screen together oh, is that's just so good. a joy. So oh, back... I was a bit nervous you yeah, were going to say no. 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 I, I'm really pleased. I love it. And I'm trying... I've only watched two episodes because I'm trying to pace it out because I don't want to blow it all. But uh, if you've not watched that, please go and watch season one and um, 4OD and season two's just come out. Um, great. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Making the Cut, sponsored by... Megan B. Which we're delighted about. Thanks yeah. very much, uh, Megan B. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget, you get the discount code Making the Cup 15, which will give you a 15% discount if you go to the Megan B website. Go and follow them on Instagram as well, Meg underscore B underscore London, and, uh, and send us your pictures because we'd love to see which ones you bought. See you next week. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs>A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.